0: What is up guys, we are back again, another one of these discussion episodes. Again, there is an article to go along with this, again, it's linked in the description. There's also video and audio, so you're obviously listening, looking at this on either YouTube or uh, via the podcast, um, but yeah, there are other methods if you would prefer to view it or read it. Um, I would recommend going to the article for this one because this is... Discussion is either going to go one of two ways and I'm either going to be really really succinct and really really to the point or I'm just going to Ramble on about a lot of different things (laughs) And so the article is a lot more concise. It does kind of go boom boom boom. There you go There's the information that you need (coughs) The question today is actually a question I got during the week while I was in the gym talking to one of the lads and essentially his question was how can i improve my chin-up performance you know and this is something that i actually have got a good few times throughout the years Um, people looking to improve their ability to do chin-ups you know because people do seem to think especially women that it is a valuable skill to have and you know it, it's something that's kind of empowering the ability to move your body weight through space you know most people once they've trained for a while will be able to do a couple of push-ups you know so that's kind of a a lower barrier uh, to achieve it's kind of like okay look I've trained for a while I can do push-ups I can do push-ups from the knees at least you know but I'm nowhere near being able to do chin-ups or you might be like I can get one or two but they, they don't seem to progress at all you know so There are a few tips, few tricks that you can implement to increase your performance so you're actually getting the most out of the exercise itself. However, before we get into that discussion, it should be noted that you obviously, first of all, have to address why chin-ups, pull-ups, any of those kind of movements are in your program and whether it is actually your goal or are helping you towards your goal or you're just doing them because you know oh, everyone does chin-ups you know so again you do have to go into the the thought process behind including them in your program but again that's a we've discussed that before like you're probably sick of hearing this but yeah putting chin-ups in your program is going to obviously be goal dependent so you want to make sure that it actually fits your goal to have them in your program however if you are including chin ups in your program, and you want to increase your performance with chin ups, either doing more reps or doing more weight, you know? It is a common question, so we'll get into it. The first thing is assessing the available ranges you have and assessing the strength level you have and the limiting factors there. So essentially, like we're using that, that triage method, you know, where we're kind of going, okay, where are, we, where are the limiting factors? Do we actually have the available strength, the available range to get into these positions and then effectively load them. And for most people, the chin up position is a position that a lot of people just don't have the way they perform it. You know, they don't have the available range to get into a good position. So the exercise is always going to be more challenging than it actually needs to be, purely because they don't have the available range. And it's a really easy way, and I'm going to talk you through it as well as show you, because I know some people are listening, whereas some people are watching. If you just turn your palm up, in terms of, you know, put your palm facing towards the sky, you can keep the arm bent, you can have it straight out in front of you, and all I want you to do is bring that arm overhead. Now, the vast majority of you, including myself, aren't going to be able to keep that hand fully supinated and bring the arm overhead either the elbow will start going out to the side or you'll have to artificially well uh, artificially you'll have to keep that elbow bent to keep that hand in that supinated position you know so already you're at a disadvantage if you're trying to load up an exercise and produce a lot of force because obviously you have to move your entire body weight and you don't have the available range for that exercise. And I know a lot of people are going to be like, oh, well, I clearly do, because you know, I, I can hang from a bar with a supinated grip. But again, this is what we're talking about when we're talking about that active and passive range. Like you can passively, like I can passively bring myself into that range and keep myself in that range. However, I don't have active control of it. So we're always going to be leaking that little bit of energy. And I went into a little bit more detail in the article itself, but there are other stuff that could go wrong. You know, it could be at the shoulder that the issue is. You don't have the available range in that overhead position. Maybe a wider position suits you. You know, there are other things that will fall apart. Again, if you're looking into expanding your knowledge on that, get into the militia i'm not going to spend 20 minutes here explaining available ranges and you know anatomy and biomechanics when there's entire articles on the topic in the militia um so yeah if you are kind of looking to optimize your performance you need to have the required ranges and for the majority of people they just don't have that range and it's all the all the hammering of chin-ups in the world aren't going to make up for that you're always going to be somewhat shooting yourself in the foot trying to load a position that you're never going to get strong in unless of course you do have we'll call it a mobility issue where the active range you currently have isn't the maximal active range that you possibly could have you know it's not say you know you're reaching the end of that capacity for that joint to move it's just there's some sort of restriction that's preventing you from doing it and a little bit of work would sort it out because for some people, that will be the issue. For the majority of people, you know, your joint structure is just not going to allow you be in that supinated position overhead. So take that for what it is. You can either listen to me and go, okay, I'll switch to what he's going to say now in a second, or you can go, nah, fuck that. I'm just going to keep hammering away at my supinated chin-ups because X strength coach said that's the way forward or whatever else where you saw, I don't know, if I can, some bodybuilder or some guy you respect does them that way. That's cool. I'm not here to change your mind. I'm just here to give you some information. You can do whatever the hell you want to do with that information. What I would suggest doing is, again, first of all, assessing your available ranges, where you have, like, again, like, you just go into the position, see if you can actively bring yourself into that position. pretty, fr- fairly straightforward with that. Um, most people are just not going to have it at the, the shoulder, which is going to manifest in the supination at the wrist. Um, so what I just do is switch to a semi uh, supinated grip so palms facing I would also try to keep it you know roughly shoulder width or maybe just slightly outside shoulder width distance inside this you're not really going to get or sorry inside the shoulders you're not really going to get the most out of your lats and you'll be kind of biasing other things so assess your ranges. If you have it, if you don't, and then you know go from there. For for the vast majority of you, a semi-supinated grip is going to solve ninety percent of the problems you have before they actually start. You know you'll actually be able to get into good positions and allow your muscles to produce enough force to be effective in that chin up. You know kind of movement. So next thing then is the available strength or the, yeah, the strength level you have at the different joints that are moving you know so for you or well for the vast majority of people they're just not going to have the correct stap- scapular strength to effectively load the movement for some people it may be you know elbow flexor strength it may be something else maybe even just grip strength um but you need to assess the, what are the limiting factors here for you for the, again for the vast majority of people it is going to be a little bit of grip strength I'm going to say less likely to be bicep strength or elbow flexor strength and the vast majority of you are just not going to have the scapular strength, that kind of retraction, depression kind of strength. So you'll see a lot of people do this and they'll do their chin-ups and they'll always be in this kind of internally rotated, shoulders shrugged up position, which yeah, that's that's cool, that's fine if you know, that's a position you get into in your, I don't know, work, job, Uh, sport, whatever it is, and you just want to strengthen that position, cool, if there's a rational thought process behind that, however, if you're going, I'm using chin-ups to target my lats, and I'm using them to, you know, grow my back, or arms bigger, whatever, or get stronger in that position, then actually learning to kind of retract, depress your scapula, and actually being able to use them is going to be, you know, a better long-term solution to your issues rather than just kind of going oh yeah i'm just going to forget about my scapulas and just just let them shrug up you know so i would for the vast majority of you look into actually strengthening that scapula position and we go into that a little more in depth in the article and i'll talk about it in a second as well um for some of you as well, I should actually mention, I don't think I mentioned it in the article, you can also use like rings, like gymnastics rings. That is also another solution to giving you a little bit more freedom at the shoulder, at the wrist, because you can actually move the rings in a more kind of fluid manner, just like your shoulder is moving or the shoulder capsule, the shoulder joint is moving. Um, so it actually gives you a little bit more ability to use your muscles effectively. However, some people will notice that the instability is just a little bit too much for them given their current strength level. So, you know, a semi-supinated grip is going to work more effectively for the majority of people. The next thing then, and I'm kind of encompassing two things with this, is effective cueing and technique, we'll say. We'll call it biomechanics uh, or exercise execution. You know, if you don't know what you're actually trying to achieve or target or do with your chin up, then you're not going to be able to effectively cue or execute that exercise. So again, if you're trying to build a stronger back, you know, there's going to be cues for that. If you're trying to just get good at chin-ups just as an isn't in and of themselves, if I could speak, um, then, you know, there's going to be specific cues for that. There's going to be specific exercise execution, we'll call them tips, tips. Uh, depending on the overall goal of the exercise. So, effective cueing, effective exercise execution is also going to solve a lot of the issues people have because what people generally do is they just try to throw themselves, get the chin over the bar and call it good and they just like look like they're having some sort of spastic attack and they're just throwing themselves all ev- everything is just going all over the over the place and there's just no real control, no real, you know, targeted effort, you know. So, there there has to be a rational thought process between including the exercise and then actually performing the exercise so if you're including it for a certain reason perhaps to i don't know build the strength in your lats and you're not targeting the lats when you actually execute the exercise then you know something has to change there there's a divide between your thought process and your actual execution of that thought process so again effective cueing whether that's focusing on you know the elbows being pulled down So you can use your lats a bit more. Maybe you need to just focus on, like I said, just bringing the chin over the bar. Maybe you perform a sport and it's just chin over the bar. That's what it's marked as. And you just need to get strong in that kind of position. Again, that's gonna have specific cueing. So understand how to execute the exercise for the goals, for the reason you have that exercise in your program. Understand the internal or external or both uh, cues that go into allowing you perform that exercise in a manner that actually achieves the goals you're trying to perform next thing then is the use of machines and other exercises to actually strengthen that movement pattern and strengthen the muscles involved in that movement pattern because you'll see a lot of people kind of shit all over exercises that aren't the actual exercise especially when it comes to chin-ups like people will say or oh, lat pull-downs don't don't build your chin-up strength and you're gonna okay, I can maybe agree with your thought process there and then they'll turn around literally in the same breath, no no cognitive dissonance in their head or in their thought process and go, oh yeah, well, you can use these special exercises to bring up your squat bench deadlift and it's like, wait, so there's, I can't use special exercises to bring up my chin up but I can use special exercises to bring up my other exercises. Like there's some sort of, chasm here between an actual coherent thought process you know um but yeah special exercises or other exercises or machines or free weights or whatever if you understand what you're trying to target if you understand what you're trying to achieve by implementing them of course they can be a very valuable add on to actually building the strength to be able to do multiple chin-ups for example like I said with the lat pull-down you know using that to actually teach yourself correct cueing correct scapular position and then also strengthen the musculature that you're going to be using in that exercise is obviously going to translate into better performance in that exercise you know so if you're using the lat pull-down and you're doing it correctly in terms of you're cueing it effectively you're executing it effectively so that it is building strength for the the chin-up then that will translate into chin-up specific strength however you will obviously have to translate that uh, built-up strength that built-up you know we'll call it coordination into the chin-up itself like i'm not going to say that you just do a load of sets of lat pull-downs and all of a sudden your chin-up improves it might and anecdotally you know getting strong and i'm going to say it in a second like get strong all over um will translate into better chin-up performance you know so again if you were implementing exercises to target specific things that you've identified either in you know, the available strength that you have or the available ranges that you have if you're targeting certain things again especially that scapula positioning that scapula movement you will see that translate to improve performance in the chin up itself, and then as I said, getting strong all over. So actually identifying what are the muscles involved, what, what what do I need to be strong in to actually see an improvement in performance? You know, maybe for you it is the lats. Maybe for you it is the, the scapula, the scapula, scapula retractor strength, or you know that scapular retraction depression kind of strength. And um, maybe it is the elbow flexors. Maybe it is the grip strength. And um, you know, assessing what is a limiting factor and then actually getting strong across the board will translate into improved performance in the chin-up itself. And I went into a little bit more depth in depth in the article. I don't want to do it here now, but a chin-up and with all exercise, it is effectively skill work, you know? So it or it is effectively a skill. So performing it like a skill and thinking of it, contextualizing it like a skill will help you better understand how you should program things in terms of what i mean by that is any skill you can use other things to help you with that skill and improve your performance with that skill but performing that skill is going to be the best method of actually getting good at that skill you know like you might find i don't know the skill of playing football you know whatever, you know, being able to dribble the ball, being able to run, etc., you know, there's obviously many skills involved in that, and the best way to get good at it is to play football, okay, pretty straightforward, Um, but if you have weak muscles or you have limiting factors, Strengthening those are going to improve your skill specific work, you know, if you constantly tear your hip flexor or your quads or whatever because you're kicking the ball and all of a sudden you strengthen those muscles up and you stop getting tears, you're going to be better at the skills that you want to perform, you know, so getting strong all over and actually treating your stuff like skills or it's a skill acquisition thing that you're trying to do, then you will better be able to understand this thought process that goes behind actually designing a plan of action for you as an individual you know so a chin-up is a skill so if you do get strong in all these other movements that's not necessarily going to translate specifically right now into an improvement in your skill and what I mean by that is again you can get beautifully strong on lat pull-downs and try to go over and do a chin-up and you might not notice improved chin-up performance right there and then however The fact that you have spent some time getting strong and getting strong, hopefully in position specific uh, movements, then you will see improved performance on your chin up work once you actually start practicing that skill again, you know. So this is what you'll see commonly against or the argument against doing all other exercises to improve something it's like oh well I was doing lat pull down and I I went over to do chin ups and I couldn't even though I'm doing my body weight on the lat pull down stack you know I I couldn't do one chin up and it's like yeah okay cool when was the last time you practiced doing doing chin ups and it's like I don't know 10 years ago okay well it's a skill you have to actually learn to translate the strength that you have into a skill itself you know so take that for what you will I would suggest getting strong all over. It's a pretty good approach. And then if you do have skills that you want to acquire, actually practicing those skills is going to be the method that you can actually get stronger at those skills. You know, practice gets you stronger. It's a pretty straightforward concept. Two methods then that people will often use. Uh, one of them I kind of like. One of them I kind of like less. Uh, bands. This is one I kind of like less because... People end up relying on them and they change the mechanics of the exercise in a way that doesn't necessarily lead you to get stronger at chin ups. And what I mean by that is if you use like a, a heavy or a thick band to help you perform your, your chin ups, you won't be strengthening as effectively the range that people are oftentimes weakest at, which is that bottom range. Now again, this is again the argument that you know people don't actually have that bottom range, it's passive range, and that's why they're so fucking weak at it. But even still, if you are using bands to perform your chin-ups, it's really variable in terms of how much support you get off that band. Because some people I know use like two feet in it, or two knees in it, or one foot in it, or one knee in it, and use it for support like that. However rep to rep there could be more support on one rep less support on one rep depending on how much pressure you put into it it also changes the way you actually act in relation to that fixed point which is that that chin-up bar and because it kind of moves you away you don't use as many like synergistic muscles or stabilizer muscles however even though i'm kind of bagging on it I actually do like this method. The only thing I don't like about it is when people stay using this method for extended periods of time and don't use it for what it is. And what it is, is essentially a proprioceptive tool to both help you learn the positions that you need to be in, practice the positions that you need to be in, and then obviously overload certain portions of those positions. But if you're using a band for six months, 12 months, you know, I'd be kind of like, We need to regress this and actually work up building the strength that you need to be able to do this or bring in some other method because there's no reason for you to be on this same band or potentially a little bit lighter band for so long, you know? And it's another thing, people use pretty fucking heavy and thick bands for these and it's essentially just taking all of the weight off the movement, so... Again, it's like, uh, if you use a very light band and you're just using it to give you that little extra bit, cool. No worries with that. Again, it's going to help you with your position. It's going to help you with your cueing. It's going to help you with your execution. And again, once you start transitioning off that, you will notice that it does actually improve your your free chin-up performance. But if you're stuck on a band for ages, I'd be kind of questioning why you need that crutch, you know? Next thing then, the method that I do really like is eccentrics, generally you're going to be stronger on the eccentric portion of a lift and using that to your advantage in terms of your programming is a very effective method for increasing your strength in a very time effective manner. Um, A method that I like is just doing singles in terms of just doing one rep but using multiple sets to build up volume. And what I generally do is try to do a single and maybe do a three-second eccentric, first of all. Then the next workout or whatever, go for four seconds, then build it up five seconds, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, And then once you can get 10 seconds on the eccentric, I try to add more reps to those sets. And um, Generally, you'll find people, once they get to kind of 30 seconds of time under tension, so three reps of 10-second eccentrics, they generally have enough strength so that they can actually perform multiple, at least two to three reps of a free chin-up. Obviously, you have to integrate that in. You have to practice the skill of actually doing the concentric. But if you're doing everything right, you're really working on your position and you're not just slowing the descent, but you're still in a bad position. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about using a good position, good exercise execution and biasing that eccentric then you will notice that your strength does go up in the concentric as well so the next thing then once you kind of built up that you will be at a good level of strength again you can use bands to kind of help you there you could even use bands a- after you've built the eccentric strength so that you're like i need to translate all that strength that i know that i have into actually being able to f- perform concentric reps and then popping on the bands then and you know actually going through the motion going through the movements and with those actual reps even though the band is helping you will help you translate that into actually performing we'll quote we'll call them uh free chin-ups next method i like is again thinking of it like skill work pavel satsulini grease the groove we're just going to perform multiple reps either throughout the workout or throughout your day if you have like a chin-up station in your house chin-up bar in your house and just let the volume of low fatiguing but still perfect technique skill work take care of it the the progression itself so if you're just doing multiple reps per day of non-failure chin-ups you will notice quite quickly all that volume does add up and you do get strong pretty damn fast and you can either do this again in your workout so i don't know maybe on your your push day or even your lower body day doing some sets in between your sets of you know one to three uh, chin-ups depending on your strength level and just practicing the form practicing on actually using good technique and you know practicing the skill you will see that that volume does accumulate quite quickly and you will get stronger quite quickly and you will notice that okay maybe you were able to do three full reps and you just start doing sets of one to two throughout the day, throughout your workout. In a couple of weeks time, you'll notice that, oh, well, actually I can get sets of three easily, and I can actually get like a set of five now on like a max effort set. And you will notice that it just slowly, slowly takes you along to improvement. So that is one way. The final thing then is reducing your body weight. And this is why, you know, gymnasts and body weight enthusiasts are quite light in terms of they try to keep a low body fat, generally you'll see gymnasts they don't have like big legs at all even though they have juicy physiques they're also generally you know like five foot five because having a low body weight does make these body weight movements a lot easier you know so if you are carrying a lot of excess body fat and or potentially even excess muscle mass because you see bodybuilders and you think oh he's really strong and you look at them doing a chin-up and they just can't even perform one effectively at all you know so having extra body weight is detrimental to body weight skills. So you do have to factor that in. If you do have a lot of body weight to lose, if you have a lot of body fat to lose, prioritizing that will improve your performance. Now, obviously, there is this kind of interplay between dieting and we'll call it strength loss or performance decrements, but that comes down to actually structuring your diet effectively so that you're eating to support performance and not just eating to lose weight on the scale you know so there is obviously an effective way to do that and there is obviously a less effective is to do that and you will notice strength loss that way and even though the body weight is going down you might be dropping off reps you know so again it comes down to effective planning about your, tr- your training program and your nutrition as a whole anyway guys that's it that's the discussion I don't think it was too all over the place, hopefully not. There is an article, again, to go along with this. You have the video, you have the audio, so it really depends on where you want to listen to this, where you want to look at this, and again, the article is there. We, I don't know if we have it up now, we may have it up now, but there is a section on the website that you can put it, pop in your questions and request topics to be discussed, request articles, request audio. Um, and you can also obviously pop in questions for the podcast itself as well. So do get on that, guys. If it's up, I'll link it in the description. If it's not up, you can check on the website. Maybe you're listening to this in a couple of months' time. It should be there. Um, but yeah, anyway, guys, that is me as per usual. You can follow us on social media if you enjoy these Tell your friends about them. It does actually qu- help our visibility quite a lot. And um, if you rate the podcast, rate these episodes, whatever, on iTunes or whatever social media or podcast platform you listen to these on, you know, same with YouTube and all that kind of stuff, giving it likes, like thumbs up and subscribing does actually help the visibility of this. Obviously, as well, sharing it with your friends, either in person, word of mouth, or Popping it on your Instagram stories or whatever does help the visibility of the podcast. And thus, we can help more people. And that is our goal. Anyway, guys, that is me. Peace out.